Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super excited about. She has been causing up a storm on the social media today. Not her in particular, but a lot of people that have been using her images as a meme, and I thought it would be great to have her as a guest today and talk a little bit about that. I'm talking about actress Sandra Bullock. How's it going, Sandra? I'm doing really well, Aaron. It's great to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, how have things been? Uh, you, you just had your movie on Netflix released, uh, Bird Box. I did. I did. And uh, people have been uh, had a lot of opinions about it recently. Yeah, a lot of memes that I've been tagged in, as you said. A lot of blindfolds thrown at yeah, me. Yeah, well, how do you feel about the Bird Box challenge that people have been doing? I think it's very dangerous. Um, I, I think it's up there with the cinnamon challenge and maybe even over the Tide Pod challenge. Okay, so you, you think it's, uh, you, you don't recommend people try blindfolding themselves. For people who don't know what the bird box challenge is, people are just putting blindfolds on and just trying to go about their everyday life. I don't think it's a good look. Uh, it, it, uh, it's not great. Uh, I'm sure people are like already falling over things and like bruising and maybe even breaking limbs and stuff. Uh, what was it like uh, filming that movie for you? Because did you actually have to blindfold yourself and do all those things? I, I did, yeah. Um, I spent a good four months in Malibu just practicing that. I would be on for about 10 hours just walking around my estate blindfolded. Um, and then once I realized that I knew every nook and cranny of my estate, um, it was time to bring it forward into the public. I went to Whole Foods, tripped over a couple of things, um, generally went by myself, really. Um, there might be some pictures that have surfaced from that, but um, I think it was a good character study into that scene. Now, I obviously know what Bird Box is about, but uh, for our listeners that haven't seen the movie yet, can you give them a little bit about the movie? Yeah, so Bird Box is about a distressed housewife. Her children are on the verge of collapse, and in the final scene where I make my debut with said handkerchief over my eye, it was actually a handkerchief, an oh, large okay. handkerchief, um, I am bringing my daughter to safety through the swamp. And why did you have to blindfold yourself? I had to blindfold myself because I saw it in a dream that I was to do this stunt blindfolded. So it really had nothing to do with the plot. Uh, there was no real practical reason why your character had to blindfold herself. Saw it in a dream. Saw it in a dream. Yeah. Now, is there any other roles that you garnered uh, influence for or uh, were felt inspired by dreams uh, that you brought to the film? I would say that when I did Miss Congeniality, uh, that was my big breaks, breakthrough role. Um, I saw that in a dream. I was really going through some tough times in LA, you know, not gaining work. You know, I, I'm really in between an ingenue and a character actor, which my nose wait, you job consider really your, helped. So wait, you consider yourself a character actor? I think I hedge on that. I really do. Um, I think my sense of humor kind of lends itself and my subtle masculinity. 
your, your subtle masculinity. That's interesting. Uh, and because uh, you're considered one of the hottest actresses out there. Uh, Spike's Guy's Choice Award actually gave you the award for a decade of hotness. And then People Magazine uh, voted you most beautiful woman in the year 2015. Yeah, I have a really good publicist and a really good Botox specialist. Yeah, um, it, it's funny because you look so amazing, and yet you're you're already uh, 54, which uh, I don't know how Hollywood works, but there's always been that kind of stigma that like once an actress gets over 30, she just plays mom roles, and that she's like not seen as an object of desire anymore. Absolutely. Um, I would say during The Longest Yard, that football movie, that was my big transition into hot mom Wait, years. The Longest Yard? The Adam Sandler film? Were you in that? I was definitely in a football movie that involved the South. I, I believe you're speaking of The Blind Side. The, you won an Oscar for your role. The Blind role. Side, yeah. which, you know, pun intended, with the handkerchief over the eye, you know what I mean? But um, I would say that that helped me transi transition into hot mom role. My publicist really helped push me out there into those roles. And, um, you know, I've never been the straight up and down pretty woman. I, I don't understand how I got that title. And, you know, I, I like to have a little drama in my life. And if at 54 I'm playing playing the mom with drama, then I'll accept it. It's interesting because uh, in the year uh, 2010, uh, you were just getting out of your divorce with uh, uh, Motor Specialist. Uh, I don't know what to call Jesse James. He does a lot of, like, motorcycle stuff, but he isn't really an actor or a mechanic. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he does. He's kind of like a male Kat Von D. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I, I think he no it wasn't Kat Von D. He cheated on you with. That's real Listen. sad story. But he uh, he liked to sleep with strippers and yeah. he he didn't know how good he had it. But you during that year you actually adopted to uh, a child and later on you adopted another child. I did. But um, that was your first step into babies. Yeah, that was your first step into motherhood, which was fairly later in life when you think about it. Yeah. Um. You know, I made a pack of myself as a young actress that I wanted to get to a point in my career where I felt stable enough um, and I felt good enough in myself. I feel like when you're on the come up in acting, it's, it's very hard to nurture another life, um, especially with the amount of force that I like to go into my work with. And so at that time, you know, I had just gotten out of a really, really bad relationship and I just wanted to put all, devote all of my time into these two beautiful children. So you feel like uh, you you finally were able to like embrace your role in life as a mother, Absolutely. not just on screen. Absolutely, it's been the best character study of my life, and I love them. So, so you, you lo wait. You, you said a character study. Um, do, do you do do you believe like in life you're still like playing a role? I would say that in life, as an artist, you are constantly consuming culture and. It's it's like a big feedback loop, right? So you're consuming the culture, and then you're spitting the culture back out in whatever avenue that takes you, whether it's Netflix or The Blind Side, not The Longest Yard. Yeah, interesting. So you felt that embracing your role as a mother was beneficial to your uh, career as an actress. Do you feel like there's never a time where you just got get to be you and you're not pursuing a role, you're not preparing for something else? Uh, it's a very difficult thing to think about because I've spent much of my time in pursuit of other roles and going through other roles. Um, at the crux of it, the person that I really am deep down inside, I guess is just someone that wants to be loved. But at the same time, I, I can't, sometimes I can't separate the self 
from the actress, from the character. And that's where it gets a little muddled. That's interesting. Uh, do you think this might come from, like, your upbringing? Because uh, you kind of had a weird childhood. You were... Um, yeah. You were raised in Germany because you're, uh, for the first 12 years of your life because your mother was actually a German opera singer. And uh, so you were just kind of around there. And you actually started speaking German before you were, like, more uh, speaking English. Absolutely. So do you think, like, growing up in a performer's home like that had an influence that, like, maybe you, you saw your mother performing all the time and it maybe, like... You thought that you had to perform or I, 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 I don't mean to like assume anything. No, that's spot on. I mean, you see it with the Jacksons. I mean, where where were the blurred lines between artist and and person? You know, uh, an opera singer, opera singers, I got to hand it to them. My mom was around the clock working. I mean, you have to be a polyglot. You have to have the right voice, the right look. And she was always on that stage. And so sometimes it was like, who is my mom? And then who is this? you know, prima donna, uh, and I kind of followed suit at the same time, and I mean, a little, little bit muddled over, but, um, yeah, I was, I was always back of house with her, doing my thing, talking to people much older than me, more often than I was talking to people my own age, and so you kind of shapeshift, and you become a little bit of a people pleaser and a people entertainer, and yeah. So you suit. really feel like a lot of your life has been dedicated to, like, pleasing your audience, pleasing people. Absolutely. When do you find time for yourself? Well, like I, I was talking about my Malibu home. It's a very big estate, and sometimes I just get lost. I almost have, dare I say it, a Marie Antoinette setup where I have acres between my estate and a barn where I just go and chill out, play with the chickens, bring my children along and look at the Shetland ponies. And really, when all is stripped away there... I feel completely at peace, and that's when I feel like my authentic self. So re really when you can remove yourself from society and, like, engage with, like, your surroundings and, like, even the wild uh, around you and uh, animals and stuff, you, you feel like that's where you're truly yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, interesting. That's kind of inspiring. Um one of your most famous films that you've done, uh, it's it's interesting that you say being alone is an inspiration for you, because uh, one of your most famous films, uh, Gravity, was almost 90 minutes of just you on screen. Yeah, me and a green screen. Um, yeah. uh, how, how do you make that, how do you, does that make you feel? Uh, there's actually a recent meme talking about memes earlier in the show, where it just has a picture of you in Gravity, you in the movie Speed, and then you in the movie Bird Box, and it says... Uh, probably don't want to hang out with Sandra Bullock because of it just seems like you do a, a lot of movies that just involve you suffering. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I've always been happy. I've always been glad with my position as like not quite being an ingenue, but also being like this kind of weird entity that's able to shapeshift into these roles. I feel like if I was classically beautiful, I might not have been able to play, uh, an astronaut for NASA or a bad Biatch. I don't know how much I can swear here. I no, do have children. Yeah, it's, um, it's fine. Uh, you know, who's able to drive a bus over an overpass with Keanu Reeves, you know? Um, I'm so very thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it does lend itself to a little neuroses and um, a little soul-searching on my part, too, to continually save the world or save a bus. 
Now, you, 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 going back to like this thought about being alone on your own, uh, you, you've had a history with uh, dealing with stalkers. Actually, in three separate occasions, you've had uh, pretty invasive stalkers like breaking into your homes, showing up like drunk in your driveway. Uh, how, how does that make you feel? Because like, I, I personally like that would deter me from ever pursuing like, or wanting to be famous. Yeah, I, you know, there, there are a lot of di- downsides to that, but the payoff it much outweighs that, you know, they, they have home security systems for a reason. And I was able to put that in place two years ago. Um, but it, it took you two years to put in a home security and system. And you know what? At first I welcomed them in. I did. I welcomed them. Uh, when I was growing up, the times that my mom was at home, uh, when Jehovah's Witnesses would knock at our door, she would let them in for tea. And so I've kind of always been really cordial with strangers until two years ago, a really, really bad break-in happened, and tea was not the fixer for that. So Yeah, I, I uh, believe you're uh, talking about the one that happened in 2013 where a person broke into your house, and you were actually, like, hiding in your closet dialing 911. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2013 that, was longer than two years ago. It, it was, but yeah. like it was a really scary incident, and the guy ended up getting uh, five years in prison, and then he was recently released, and then he didn't like. I, I don't know if you've kept with this news or you tried to put it behind you, but mm. he was like in his house because he didn't follow up with his parole officer, and then he just basically like the police like tried to get him out. There was a standoff, and the guy ended up like taking his own life. It's really dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... And this is all... Yeah, but this all, like, circles back to, like, them stalking you and, like, dedicating their lives to, like, pursuing you? Yeah. Um, you just have to realize that some people have neuroses and there's nothing you can do. There's really nothing you can do about it. I guess other than, like, install a security home system. Why did it take you so long? Like, (laughs) if I was you, I'd have bodyguards. I would have guard dogs. Don't get me wrong. I have bodyguards. I do. I do. I have a great Dane as well that's very loyal to me. I just I just wanted to put more faith into humanity, you know, in these troubled times, and it didn't come about. Yeah, it doesn't okay. look like a great time for humanity. Or, um, I don't know, If I, like, at a certain point, I'm just buying my own private island and, like, setting up, like, a gate outside yeah, it. Yeah, come to my barn. Yeah. No one's broken into that yet. Oh, uh, the, if you're listening out there and you are a stalker of Sandra's, do not go to her barn. Leave this poor woman alone. She's just trying to live her life and not try. She's inviting you to her barn because she wants to impress you. And you know what? She she doesn't have to impress you all the time. Sometimes she can just be her. Let her be her. Hmm. All right, Sandra. Well, we've reached the point of our show where we like to do a few speed rounds of questions. Yeah. Basically, we play a couple games here on the show. The first game we play is Fuck, Mary Kill. I'm going to give you three names, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Yeah. Uh, so so th- this is themed. Uh, I think you might notice the theme. The first name is Helena Bonham Carter. Second name, Anne Hathaway. Third name, Kate Blanchett. All, uh, obviously, co-stars of yours from the Ocean's <laughs> 8 film. Nice. Um, fuck Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, she probably has some very great kinks. That she could teach me. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Kate uh, Blanchett kill. Interesting. Mm. What? Any reason for that? I don't trust the double T. And Anne Hathaway always marry. Okay. Always marry if you get the chance. 
I think you guys would make a cute couple. All right, well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I'll say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Surely. First word, fast. Cars. Driving. Sane. Barn. Yard. Achievement. Everything. Outreach. Humanity. Film. Television. Screen. Time. Pageant. Congenial. Award. Winning. Meme. Me. Oscar. Nominated. <laughs> all right, well that's about all we have time for today. I wanna thank Sandra Bullock for coming out here today. Sandra, is there anything you wanna say before you head out? Don't look at my barn on Google Images. All right, don't look at her barn on Google Images. Well, thank you all for listening again, and we will see you all next time. again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the real Sandra Bullock with us here today has been my friend, Paige Barry. How's it going, Paige? I'm good. How are you? So, uh, this was interesting. Yeah. Uh, like, you haven't really done improv in, like, ever? Or you said you did some in high school? Yeah, I did some when I was, like, a depressed adolescent. Somehow I got onto this team, and then I was just, like, too depressed to, like, keep up with it. And then I paid for an improv class in college, like in Providence, but I ended up making a really bad joke about rape. Yeah, that's generally real bad. Yeah, and the issue was that they had already established a rapport in the class, and I come in and make this rapey joke, and then this one girl's like, I'm a TA at Brown for women's studies. And I'm like, well, I'm no longer coming to this class. Interesting. Yeah. Uh uh, so wait, were you just there at the middle of the class? Like, was it like, it was just No, going? so somehow I got into the second level because I had done like a second of improv in high school. W was this with Providence Improv Guild? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so they had already st established a rapport in like 101. So we're in 102 now. And then I make that joke doesn't go over well. And I just, you know, I was like 21 and just feeling really insecure. And I was like, guess this isn't for me. Um, yeah, no, it's just, you just want to kind of go by people's comfort levels and you try not to offend people yeah. and you try to be nice and, you know, play with others and all that. But, uh, you, you, you weren't completely awful today. You, you did a good job. Good job. Yeah, hey. no jokes. No jokes. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it dabbled in, it got close to getting depressing. Maybe even gotten to a little bit of sad prov there, but you know, that happens sometimes. I'm yeah, that's what I lean towards. I don't know, with, with just, like, acting. You're a dramatic general. actress. I'm dramatic AF. Actually, I was watching The Blind Side this morning, fucking randomly. Wait, but you couldn't... On. No, so I was at Dry Bar, long story, getting my hair blow dried for my headshots today, and Blind Side was on, mm -hmm. and all I could think about was Sandra Bullock's nose job, and then also that I couldn't hear anything. And... Because I couldn't hear anything. And you didn't I know the didn't name know of the movie? Blindside. And I, as soon as I said The Longest Yard, I was like, I know this isn't right. Yeah, He's no, The Longest Yard me. is uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, movie. and I can picture that right now. But, yeah, in that moment, you know. 
Uh, so well, speaking more about Sandra Bullock, uh, are, are you a fan of hers? You know, do you have a favorite Sandra Bullock film? I mean, obviously, I, I liked Miss Congeniality a lot. I thought Speed was pretty cool, too. I forgot about that until you mentioned it. Um, but, yeah, she was excellent in Miss Congeniality. Yeah, no, she's done a lot of, like, big movies. Uh, fun fact about uh, Sandra Bullock. Can you name her top grossing film? You probably can't. Oh, my gosh. It, uh, but uh, it has it made over $1.1 billion. What? Yeah. Was she a voice actor? Yeah. She was a voice actor in it? Yeah. Was it the movie Sing or something like that? No, um, bigger than Sing. I can't even think this of it. This is the most obnoxious film probably ever. Really? What is it? The Minions movie. Oh, I've never seen The Minions. Yeah, and you don't have to. That's so sad that like her biggest thing yeah. was yellow. Like yeah. she was just a No, no, she she she, she, uh, she wasn't one of the Minions. She was the villain in the Minions movie. Oh, damn. Voice acting is so lucrative. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much she took home on that, but like even if it was a tiny tiny chunk, that's still like millions and millions of dollars. It's crazy. Over 1.1 billion dollars worldwide. Oh my god. Kids. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Is where the money's at? Yeah, I guess, like, you know, because it, it's worldwide, too. You gotta think, like, foreign markets. I love those little yellow guys going... Yeah. That was my best Minions impression. Yeah. I wonder uh, how they do, like, market research for things that are worldwide for such a specific age range, too. I think the Minions are just, like, smiley faces with arms and legs. And okay. That's, that, that was their idea there. They're yeah, like, so it appeals to babies... And yeah. everyone in between. Yeah, and then it was just like dumb fart jokes. It's basically marketing to the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, as, as long as they can make money that way, uh, they're going to do it. It's crazy. Um, crazy. I liked the first Despicable Me movie, and that's about it. Like, beyond that... I haven't uh, even messed with Despicable Me. I don't know. Yeah. I can just picture the guy, like... With scoliosis. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Steve Carell's number one film. That's so sad. I know. That's so sad. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, uh, we're wasting good talents, and or, like people are just spending money on stuff that is just like, kind of like killing their brain cells. Yeah, but like that's the way of the artist too, like to do those projects, but then in between do things that you like and well, not like, get paid for. Like Welcome to Marlin. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, that that's Steve Carell's most recent film. Oh, is he playing a dramatic role? Yeah. When Steve Carell's serious, I'm just like, what is wrong? No, Steve sometimes Carell? it's really good. Yeah. Um, but like this one has like a like four percent or something or something really bad on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, sad. It's got like maybe a twenty. It's like Steve Carell's The Room. Yeah. No, it's just real. Like it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, mm. who's like a legend in Hollywood. But like this movie was just real bad. That's sad. I, I was excited about it. There's a great marketing campaign and everything, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't pan out. Oh, is that the one? So I was in the subway, and there's yeah, like yeah, this he, overly polished, like, face of Steve Carell. Yeah, that... Why? Yeah, yeah he plays, like, an action figure. Okay, because I was like, that's really bad Photoshop, or he's, like, playing someone that's plastic. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like his dream world where, like... All of the women in his life are, like, these, like, Barbie dolls, and he's this action figure, and he's mm. made up this, like, world to deal with his PST, uh, PSD. PSD. Yeah, that. Um, Psychology major. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, but apparently it just comes off real misogynistic. Yeah. and so it's, like, 40-year-old version, but reversed? <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, if someone hasn't made that, like, 
meme or joke out there yet, you know, get on it. Get because on that, Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Get on Reddit. Let's, oh. <laughs> let's get some fanfic going. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So, Paige, you are an actress here yeah. in the city. Uh, what do you have going on these days? Um, Right now, I'm just trying to be on the come up. Like, I don't know if I'm on the come up. I'm kind of just, like, putting my money into things that may or may not pay off. Oh, and that... I'm hoping my tax return comes in so I can pay those oof, things off. Oof, Except oof. the government's shut down. Wait, really? The, the, the government shutdown deals with the IRS, too? I really hope not. It's a partial shutdown. Oh, okay, we don't get on politics on this podcast. Yeah, 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 if yeah. you want to deal with the learn about the government shutdown, uh, listen to the NPR politics podcast. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not us. Uh, but, yeah, so um, you're you're plugging away along. Um, ooh. That was a weird yeah. noise. I wonder if our audience heard a thing there. Um, but yeah, uh, so you have stuff that you're eventually going to plug, I'd assume. Yeah. Where yeah, can yeah, people yeah. find that stuff once it's out? Um, so I do have a website, which is Paige Bridget Berry. Bridget is spelled really strangely, B-R-I-D-G-I-T. Thanks, Mom. Gaelic spelling. Um, but yeah, or you can look at my Instagram of the same name with an at. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, hearing back from things tomorrow, having to do with film. Oh, I am doing this, like, Tinder thing tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Which okay, I found well, on Backstage that pays. Wait, what is the Tinder thing? Okay, so essentially, like, you go to this studio, and beforehand you have a phone call with this girl that's going to be filming you, and she tries to, like, see what your type is, and then she calls other people and finds out what their type is and tries to match you and then for an hour you're on set with this person that she's matched you with who also has a tinder and you do like a craft or you make food together and they just film it and then they give you like a hundred dollars afterwards <laughs> this is the life guys this is the life that i asked do you, for. Do you know where that will be going up once it's like um I, she, she said something like she, it's called like left swipe or right swipe, but I can link it once it's up. All right. And so that'll be like on your, either your on my Instagram or your on my Insta- website, yeah, cool. probably just my Instagram. I don't know if I want to market it fully on my website. Yeah. That's, that's an odd uh, opportunity. Yeah. But, I don't know. know. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to see what comes about. All right. Maybe I'll find my match. We'll check out for, uh, keep a lookout for those there. Um, if you want to see us more and more, uh, get behind the scenes stuff, check us, check out us on Instagram. We're at yes and I am. Also, uh, at the end of this month, I think it's on the 29th this month, my sketch team Ratitude is doing a show at the People's Improv Theater at 730. Uh, go see that because it's really good and it's going to be real funny and uh, I'll be there. Also, uh, check out my improv team, Gritty Reboot. Giving them a shout-out today, because I know John Vogel is listening. All right, well, thank you all for listening again, and we will see you all next time.